One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Sexually Liberated Woman is supported by Shock Rubs. Shock Rubs makes beautiful handcrafted sex toys from 100% pure crystal. Crystals are a natural, earth-made material that help to awaken higher levels of consciousness, work through emotional imbalances, and heal deep core wounding. Take all of that, put it in sex toy form, and you've got yourself a mighty orgasmic tool. I've been using my solid rose quartz shock rub for a few years now, which is this really beautiful soft pink colored crystal that helps me cultivate self-love, opens my heart chakra, and heightens my capacity to feel pleasure. And my orgasms are incredible. So if you want to bring sacredness, playfulness, and a little witchiness to your erotic life, head to shockrubs.com and use the code LIBERATION to get 10% off your purchase. All of Shockrub's products are ethically sourced and are GIA certified, which means you're getting the highest quality crystals that are safe for you to use internally. And Shockrub's doesn't just have crystal dildos. They've got butt plugs, curved wands, even yoni eggs, all in various crystal forms like amethyst, clear quartz, white jade, and black obsidian. And if nothing else, they make a beautiful addition to your altar space. So again, that's C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S dot com, promo code LIBERATION for 10% off your next purchase. Tell them Evian sent you, and may your orgasms be plentiful. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sexually Liberated Woman Podcast. I'm Evian Whitney, and every once in a while, I'll be giving you a quickie, a short and sweet episode where I share with you a personal story from my own sexual liberation journey. So we recently entered the month of May, and May just so happens to be International Masturbation Month, a month entirely devoted to solo sex and self-pleasure. So here's a brief history lesson for you. National Masturbation Month was started way back in 1995 by the folks at Good Vibrations, which is a sex-positive, women-friendly sex shop in San Francisco. 
Earlier in that same year, Dr. Joycelyn Elders was fired from her job as Surgeon General of the United States because she said that she supported the notion of masturbation being taught as sex education in schools. So National Masturbation Month was created by Good Vibrations, both to honor Dr. Joycelyn Elders and to also highlight and celebrate masturbation, to kind of bring it out of the shadows of shame and demystify it, normalize it, remind people that this sexual relationship, the one you have with yourself, is the most important. Masturbation isn't just a method of getting off. It's a tool you can use to explore yourself, to understand the way your body and your arousal works. It helps familiarize you with your sexual body so that you are better able to know what turns you on. Because if you don't know what turns you on, if you don't know what gets you off, how in the world will your sexual partners know? And how will you be able to convey that to your partners? Masturbation is a crucial part of sexual liberation. So in honor of this glorious month dedicated to the art of self-pleasuring, I thought it would be appropriate to share my masturbation origin story. Fun fact, this was actually the first piece I ever wrote on my blog, Sex Love Liberation. I originally wrote it for this digital event a friend of mine created in 2011 called Lady Porn Day, which was a series of writings from women all around the world about their experiences and thoughts on masturbation and pornography. When Rachel asked me to pen a few essays about my personal thoughts on porn and solo sex, I was so excited. I thought the idea sounded amazing, and I really, really wanted to participate. But I was worried about posting something so explicit like that on my fashion blog, which at the time was called Apricot Tea. And (laughs) shout out to you if you used to follow Apricot Tea. So I mentioned this conundrum to my partner, Jonathan, and he was sitting there listening to me complain about it. And after I was silent for a bit, he made a suggestion. He was like, Maybe we should create a new blog for you so that you can post this series on it. You could call it, I don't know, Sex Love Liberation or something like that. And just like that, Sex Love Liberation was born just a few short days later. This piece I'm about to read for you is very sentimental to me. It's not just the inaugural essay that started my life's work, This piece officially ushered in my sexual liberation journey because for the first time ever, I was admitting that I was a sexual person, that I had been a sexual person for quite some time. And that admission was the first piece toward my sexual healing. So here it is, my personal masturbation origin story. Uh, It's a little messy, but hey, it's what brought me to this point in my life today. On the telephone with my boyfriend in the middle of the night, underneath a steaming hot green comforter was when I discovered masturbation. I was 15 years old. I can't recall how it happened or what was said to provoke the conversation, but while talking on the phone late one night as my parents slept soundly in the next room, my boyfriend was suddenly urging me to touch myself. 
Into the phone, he whispered directions at the tip of his breath, teaching me how to get off with my fingers. You can touch yourself however you'd like, he encouraged. Do what makes you feel good. Are you doing it? He asked quietly after a moment of silence. Doing what? Touching yourself. I giggled softly into my pillow. No, this is silly. Girls don't need to masturbate. This is a guy thing. No, he murmured gently. You're wrong. Girls need it just as much as guys do. He then abruptly ended the conversation so that I could practice the hurried instructions he had given me, which were as simple as, discover your body. For the record, I don't think my boyfriend's casual suggestion to teach me how to masturbate was out of horny selfishness. He wasn't asking me to violate my body for the erotic images it would surely produce in his own mind after we hung up our cordless phones. I believe, or at least I'm choosing to believe, that he simply wanted me to experiment with my body. He wanted to teach me an expression of sensuality I'd never consciously explored before. And I listened to him intently, my brown eyes wide with fascination, as he coaxed me to get myself off in the best way he knew how. With every relationship, we are taught lessons. Some of love, some of trust, some of forgiveness. It just so happens that this relationship taught me how to masturbate. I had been dating this boyfriend of mine for several months, and only a few of those were spent sexually active. I didn't quite understand the concept of sex until I met him, until the hormones were pulsating so quickly through my body that it made me feel seasick. When we finally decided that it was time to take the next step, we piled into his mom's white astrovan and drove out to a large stretch of desert land where nothing but the moon illuminated our faces. Everything that happened that night was an emulation of everything we had seen, heard, read, and imagined about sex. The positions, the exclamations, the pain, the tears. It all came from preconceived notions, not from a place of awareness or understanding. Our age and how naive we were did us in that night as we tried so desperately to mimic lovemaking, to seal our devotion for each other, to prove we were greater than everyone else. It was all an act, and I did not come. When it was over, we drove away from that large stretch of desert land, and I was thinking as streetlights splashed on my face that I had left my innocence there. But I was still innocent, still clueless still unfinished. Our sexual relationship took off from there at full speed. It never slowed down. We fucked any chance we could. As two underage teenagers living with their parents, with even younger siblings, I'm honestly surprised we were able to find the place and the time to explore sex with each other. But we always did. And he always came. Always. This didn't bother me in the least. In my girlish mind, I thought it was only boys who got pleasure from sex. I believed that the girl's pleasure stemmed solely from how much noise she was making. The louder the moans, the more enjoyable the sex was, somehow. I didn't even really know what an orgasm was, so my teenage brain wasn't capable of wrapping itself around the complexity of sex, let alone the intricacy of my inner sexual network. I didn't even know I had a clitoris, much less what it did. 
and I was equally oblivious to the mechanics of the male body. But upon finding out that girls could enjoy sex as much as boys could, and that, amazingly, their bodies had a similar type of physical release that occurred when a boy climaxed, I was intrigued. It took only three unsuccessful nights of gently manipulating my vulva to finally grasp the concept of doing it in such a way that I finally experienced the glorious liberation of an orgasm. And it took only one orgasm for me to completely master the technique of masturbation as though I had done it a hundred times before. And I had. This new sensation of stimulation, paired with the stirring release of the orgasm, wasn't really new to me at all. I had indeed masturbated many, many times before, before I even knew there was a word for it. I remember being a little girl and touching myself at night while lying in bed, almost to lull myself to sleep. I don't believe an orgasm or even arousal ever came from my touches, but I do remember that it felt wonderfully comforting, like a bear hug like being rocked to sleep. This became a ritual for years to come, touching myself until my eyes grew heavy and eventually closed shut with sleepiness. I had always thought that what I did back then was a mere symptom of childhood, like when a kid sucks its thumb. It didn't actually click until I intentionally gave myself my first orgasm that I finally understood that when I was small, I was touching myself for consolation as well as pleasure. To finally have a bit of resolution to what I had done for most of my life, and to finally understand what it all meant, it was thrilling. I wasn't crazy or sick. I was a natural sexual being since birth. This was such a crazy, beautiful realization. My parents never spoke of masturbation to me. It wasn't until I was married that I actually heard the word escape from each of their mouths in separate isolated incidents. Because of how unspoken it was amongst them and amongst my girlfriends, I figured that a woman who masturbated was immoral, that it was meant to be kept a secret. I sensed that masturbation was meant for horny boys who needed the release for health reasons, and only promiscuous girls latched onto this obscene habit. Despite this frame of thought, which played incessantly in my head, it didn't shame me into quitting seducing myself. It actually made it more enticing. I was doing something bad that felt incredibly good. Masturbation appealed to me more and more as the mouths in my home and in my circle of friends remained shut about it. It was my dirty little secret, my invisible badge of honor. Every night after my ex-boyfriend taught me how, I pleasured myself, and every night I fell asleep with a devilish little smile on my face, my body drenched in sweat after yet another pleasurable session of solo sex between the walls of my bedroom. I was the girl that was called a goody-goody for most of her teenage life. If only they knew. Oh, hey, before I let you go, and in honor of International Masturbation Month, I have a post up on my blog right now that's all about celebrating the joys and pleasures of masturbation. In this post, there's links to all kinds of articles and resources on all things solo sex, like how and why I weaned myself off of my vibrator, how you can overcome residual masturbation shame, 
a sexy playlist you can touch yourself to, and even personal short stories from other women who use self-pleasuring as a form of healing. If you're a lover of masturbation or you're one of those people who is curious about finally creating a healthy solo sexual relationship with yourself, I think you'll really like this. Head over to sexloveliberation.com slash masturbation hyphen month or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Enjoy, be safe, and have fun. Thank you for listening to the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or leave a five-star review on iTunes. As for me, Evian, you can find me on my blog, sexloveliberation.com, where I write essays about sex, sensuality, and erotic power. I'm also on Instagram at evian.whitney, that's E-V-Y-A-N period, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, where I'm capturing moments of brazen femininity and sexuality throughout the day. And if you want to be a sexually liberated woman, go to sexloveliberation.com SLW, and maybe I'll be chatting with you about your journey of erotic empowerment someday. See you in the next episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.